What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Hanging out on a Thursday afternoon. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join my guy, Big Dave Bow, BWL wow. Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Wheels off today. He and Mark A will have an HQ for you guys tomorrow to lead you in your weekend. We called an audible. We were supposed to be in the studio today, but our general manager, Jake, gave us a call. Uh, around midday, he's saying that our building's AC was having some issues and that it was 80 degrees and climbing at the studio. So would we like to do our show from home today? And I, I don't know about you, Dave, but I said, sure, I guess. But it's a little <laughs> bit bittersweet to get a work from home day because today was supposed to be the in-person reunion between ourselves. And there you <laughs> see it on your screen. The countdown to Joey is at zero. Because this man, <laughs> reveal yourself, sir, is back from summer. <laughs> there, there he is. is. There he is. What's up, Bulls Nation? CHO Bulls Nation. God, I is. wanted to hug you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, bittersweet. It was a bittersweet call from Jake. I was very much looking forward to going into the studio, but it was like unbelievably hot out. And so I yeah. think it was the right call. No, it was definitely the right this call. Bull- uh, bullshit. I don't yeah. – are, are people who are going to do our, our CHGO golf outing tomorrow all going to die of heat stroke? Like, is this heat still going to be going on tomorrow? No, not tomorrow. It won't be like that tomorrow, man. I believe it's going to drop probably about 20 degrees from what it is right now. So, they'll be fine. They'll be okay tomorrow. It won't be near uh, death. Like, I'm looking at it now. It's going to be 78 degrees. So, that's perfect. Oh, be fine. perfect. Big, big Dave would have needed about – Eight of the mini air conditioners today. You gotta tell them, Joey. Listen, man. The the very close to seeing me butt naked out there on the golf course. If if it was gonna be this kind of degrees out here, sir, it was it was gonna be something. It was gonna be a sight to behold <laughs> for some people to see, brother. You know what I mean? But hey, let's go take shirtless wonder that. vibes one step hey, further man. to just the fully naked wonder at at the office. Like just beer cans tucked under my armpits, <laughs> just riding around on a golf cart, just just having a ball. But yeah, man, I was would, holding a cold Goose Island can against the back of my neck at the office yesterday. That's how freaking hot it was. You sure were. Yes, you were. You absolutely were. And, and thank goodness. Shout out to Jake once again for putting that fan where we sit and do the show right now. That thing comes through in the clutch, along with my AC unit blasting. That thing comes through in the clutch, man. So shout out to him for that. That was awesome. But Joey's back, man. Look at look at young Spatz. Joey's back. I've, I've, I've seen lots of people in the comments already ex, uh, expressing their excitement to see Joey back. Uh, welcoming Joey back. So before we get to our fun basketball topics for today, we have to start with this. Joey, tell us how camp was. I feel like I'm talking yes, Joey. to my, my 12-year-old nephew. Wow. who I <laughs> Leading off the show. With how that. was so – how it was, was camp – it was great. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. I worked for about 75 days straight mm. for about like, you know, from like 8.30 a.m. to about 9.30 p.m. So it was a lot of work on, you know, all the time, you know, Responsible Joey. That's a new nickname maybe, Joey Responsible for other people's <laughs> children. Um, it was was a great, uh, it was a great experience for me. It was a lot of fun. I was actually like, you know, I was the, I was sort of like in charge of like all of our staff. And so it was an interesting experience for me and it was a lot of fun. Got to watch a lot of good hoops. We have some good hoopers at the camp. Actually, after, so after the camp is over, we do like basketball camp with a separate group of kids. It's actually run by a lot of like super high level coaches. So we had like, um, you know, it was like Pat Ambrose I think is like, was like there, you know, talking to the camp and running and he's like, you know, hall of fame coach Jalen Brunson in high school. And so I'd actually never done that part of it, which was very cool. Um, You know, tried to keep up with all the, all the NBA stuff as much as I could. Um, But happy to be back. Happy to be back. How was your, how's everything? You guys holding it down? All good. Oh man. yeah, Matt was lost without you, man. He couldn't do anything. He was lost without you. A little bro. bit, a little bit. I don't believe that, to be honest with you. 
No, I mean, our CHGO production team is great. Bragg's filled in admirably, learning on the fly how to do some of the producing stuff uh, that we do at CHGO. But yeah, of course, I miss Joey every goddamn day that you were gone. Um, I mean, it sounds like camp was a great success. Your first summer in this role, basically being a boss of a lot of stuff, running the whole camp. Most important question did the same number of children return home alive as mm. the number of children who arrived at camp at the beginning of summer? It's a fair question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, everyone. Same number of living children, same number of limbs, of toes, fingers, you name it. Batting a thousand. Yeah. Was, was there dope. any scary moment at any point this summer where you were like, oh, crap, I'm about to be legally responsible for some kid who did something stupid and hurt themselves. Well, on top of it, safety is number one priority, Matt. Come on. That's our, yeah. you know, next question. <laughs> I got a question. Are you going to join the softball team now that they're going on this magical run this I'm season? I'm really hoping to. Are you so going to join wanna, the team? I don't, I'm really hoping to. I don't want to overextend myself, you know, because I haven't been here. And yeah. I don't want to screw up the mojo of the group, but I will say that you know if they need a, a you know a utility player to do whatever or just come and, and you know coach first or whatever, I'll definitely be supporting the team. It depends, you know, on the work schedule. We got I know the Cubs play on Monday, so we'll see. Right. But I I got to talk to Carm because I'd love to be out there. Yeah, they've been killing. Will's Will's been awesome. He hit his first home run last game. Like, he's been out there doing his thing, man. He's been handling his bit. Herb, shout out to Herb for being an all-star. All-star well. Herb, he took, he took Peck's spot. Yes, he did. Peck. Yes, he did. Yeah. All-star, Matt Peck. Way That's more right. deserving. <laughs> I have successfully not participated in our softball team at all this season, Joe. Some of the time I've had legitimate reasons because I've been out of town or busy with something else. And there have been other weeks where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like pulling my quad today. So I'm not, and it seems like they have plenty, they got plenty of people out there playing every week and they're doing just fine. So they don't need me. Yeah. They're so, doing all right. Ringers on the team. Is this a new commenter here? No, Ooh. that is not a new co commenter. Of <laughs> he just changed oh, his hat? name to Throne hat. hat. Yeah. He just changed that's, his name. That's our guy, Beat Daddy Fish. Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay. What's up, up, Fish? Well, I, I had no, I had no like idea when there were when there were all of those fake YouTube accounts getting created and thrown around. Fake Joey, fake Dave. He uh, he jumped on that bandwagon and just made a made an account that was the discarded corpse of a thrown hat. That's one of my favorites I've seen. Pretty brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty pretty damn awesome. Pretty hilarious. Man. I, so, I threw a hat there. at Braggs yesterday, Joe, while we were doing our show. He scared he scared him. Yeah, At just him? over his head. I mean, like, it was, it, I mean, like clear like, over the head. Above him and to the uh, like a little bit to the side. But as Come opposed on. to just always throwing it in the direction of like Kevin's office that way. Yeah. I was just like, hey Bragg heads up. And I chucked it in his general direction. Because he always complains about how all of our random off the cuff moments and tangents and made up shit like scares him because he feel like he has to be on his toes. So I was like, all right, well, I'll be on your toes for this. And I threw a hat at him. Well, it's only been the role, you know, I don't blame him. It took me about a year or, what, or a year or so to, to really get used to everything with you guys specifically. So, you know, he's only been doing it for a month or a month and a half, two months. So I don't blame him. It's a it's little a fun ride. It's a fun ride. It's, it's a fun ride. It's, it's a good ride, man. You know, but I'm ride. always in curve. But Braggs, did, he really did a really solid job. He really did. He really sure did. Braggs, Braggs is the GOAT. And yeah. I'm really happy to see that he has, you know, is happy in a, in his new hybrid role. And I've, I, there was never a doubt that 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 CHO would was gonna, you know, that Braggs was gonna step up and whatever. I I, I knew there was that everything was gonna go swimmingly all summer, but I I just uh, it's awesome for Braggs. Happy for him and just yeah, he's the man. Yeah, and and shout out also like you said to Sarah. Shout out to Steven, Shout out to Lawrence. Who also filled in, and shout out to Jake who who stepped in one time as well for about a good fifteen yeah. minute segment, also. So that was awesome too. So yeah, everybody pitched in, man. Everybody uh, held it down. And uh, also shout out to our guy Kevin Wells, uh, who you know does part time Kevin work Will, with yes. us, uh, on our production crew. He's uh, awesome. also while working for WGN. He's he's did a number of bull shows this 
offseason as well. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Speaking of offseason, Joe, you said you like while you were busy being uh, camp director, um, you tried to keep in touch with what was going on with with NBA offseason stuff. I'm curious uh, to get your thoughts. What do you think of the fact that the Bulls basically decided to run it back yet again? What do you think about the additions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig? How are you feeling right now as far as like positive vibes to negative vibes to just like stuck stuck in the middle vibes as far as being a Bulls fan coming into this season? Um, you know, I'm feeling about where we were at last season towards the end. It's just sort of, you know, I don't know. I actually do think that both of the additions – they're not very like sexy for lack of a better term, but I think they're like, it makes sense. Like I think Tory Craig actually makes a lot of sense. Bigger body, like can defend on the wing, hit shots in the playoffs last year. Javon Carter, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guards, which is still a little bit, you know, that's the one thing there seems to be sort of a log jam at that point in the roster. I, he can shoot, he can defend. It's sort of like Alonzo replacement, but they still have, you know, I don't know. They've got a lot of guys, I feel like, on the roster who fit into that role. But, again, figures to be one of the best shooters on the team. So, I mean, but are, are those things really, like, getting them over the edge? No, I don't, I don't think so. And, like, you know, I know you're going to you're gonna hit on the ESPN rankings later. But, like, to me, you know, the Bulls are, you know, where they're at, and this is their outlook. I don't, I don't think that they that they should be expecting right now to be like, you know, comfortably in the playoffs. I mean, I, I think that you know they play well, they'll be in the race, but you know, it's uh, I guess underwhelming but unsurprising. Joey, are you going to have somebody new that you're going to be putting money on at the start of each game? Is it just still going to be first bucket, Zach Levine? Who's it going to be for you? Have, or do you need to fill it out first? And see if it's going to be Javon or somebody different. Need to feel, need to feel it out. Like you know, I, I want to hold out faith that Patrick Williams will take a, a, a star turn this year, and you know, and, and not a star turn, but you know, jump to like you know maybe eighteen points per game. That'd be good. Like then he's firmly in the mix there. You know, who knows if you know we'll, we'll go with the flow this season. Zach, I remember ended on a, on a high note for us, so he'll probably start. You know, Vooch maybe. I, that's the one, you know, Vooch, the Vooch re-signing is, you know, it is what it is. I actually, I was very against it. I guess, if you know, keep him for now and he's still an asset to move, you know, in the future or whatever. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's any secret. I don't think they're like competing really for a championship with this core, but we'll see. They still have a lot of flexibility. So I like that. Playoffs, baby. I just got so excited to watch the first possession of Bulls games with Joey again very soon. Like I've I've been I've been fully enjoying this this nice long off season after the Bulls got bounced out of the play in. It's nice to have the the ebbs and flows of of the busy times and the you know the crazy times and 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 the, the more chill times when you cover the NBA. And it's kind of also funny, Joey, that you are just now getting back after being away most of the summer. And then, like, next week, Will is going to take some PTO days towards the tail end of offseason. And the week after that, I'm going to take some PTO days. And then the, after that, Dave's going to take some PTO days. So, like, we're come, we're coasting into the finish line of the offseason here, and we're all going to take some time. But I just got really excited for Bulls basketball, specifically to watch Joey react to his first basket bets hitting or missing every night. I mean, it's, and some nights that was, like, the most entertaining part of an entire night of Bulls basketball. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it, it is fun to watch. It's fun to watch Joey lose his mind. Hopefully, I don't have to see him do the gritty anymore because I definitely don't want to see that. But all that other joy and stuff, yes, that was definitely awesome to watch. Gritty has not improved at all this summer. <laughs> what? Okay, not not. I, expected not to. <laughs> I have not opened the DraftKings app since I left, so I'm looking forward to you know favorite? college football. Uh, there you go. It's always nice to take little breaks from your sports gambling just to make sure you don't have a problem. Um, favorite non-Bulls offseason storyline in the NBA? Was it the fact that Chris Paul is somehow inexplicably a Golden State Warrior? Is it Harden and, and his going crazy, talking shit about Daryl Morey and demanding out of Philly? Is it what's going on with Dane? Will he get traded from the Blazers? Like, What headline outside of Bulls headlines grabbed your attention that, you, that you're fascinated by right now? Um, yeah, well, 
the Dame one is obviously really fascinating, but, and I, you know, I was keeping tabs on that all summer. Recently, I've been interested to look at like what's going on with the World Cup stuff. And like, you know, I've been invested in like what well, Anthony Edwards has apparently been playing very well. And so, you know, I've been trying to catch a little bit here and there and then see what people are saying, watch some of the highlights from that. Um, and just, you know, keeping tabs on some of the young guys in the league. That's what I like. You know, I tried to, you guys were out there. I tried to like, you know, watch some of the summer league highlights and that stuff and, you know, watch some of um, the rookie class and who's getting the highest buzz right now and some of that stuff. Yeah. But obviously, you know, the Dame situation, this league, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. This league. Speaking this of young league. guys playing for, you know, their, uh, their countries in the, you know, the FIBA World Cup going on at the tail end of summer, Carly Jones uh, representing yes. the South Sudan, which also has yes. another really cool tie. Luol Deng, you know, Bulls legend has done a lot of work developing basketball, um, you know, in, in his homeland there. And uh, the fact that Carly Jones is ending up uh, being on that team that has been built up a lot by the work that Luol has done over there growing the game is, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is real cool to see him do that, man. Like, it was surprising. I mean, obviously, I didn't know he was Sudanese, but him going there yeah, playing is just really, really cool, man. And, sh and shout out to him for that. I like the fact that these players are allowed to go do that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they allow to go home and play for their home country. Even some who haven't actually been to their home country like that, they're still allowed to represent them, you know what I mean, on the basketball floor. And I, and I find those things to be very cool. Also, like, getting you back in touch, you know, with who you are. Like, you know what I mean? When you don't know who you are, you're missing a piece of yourself. So, like, I think it's really cool that he gets to do that, man. I hope he does really well. All right, let's let's uh, let's take our first break here. When we come back, uh, Joey mentioned it. We'll dive into ESPN's latest disrespect of our beloved Bulls um, and talk about whether or not it's valid as they project them to miss the play-in tournament entirely in the upcoming 23-24 NBA season. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up. Give us a thumbs up for Joey being back. Joey wants That's the right. thumbs. He's missed the thumbs. Joey has gotten no thumbs all summer. At least I hope he's gotten no thumbs all summer. Now he needs your thumbs. And make sure you're subscribed as well to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. 35K and growing. That's what's up. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Lewis University. Whose students are just like you. They've got a full-time job. They've got families. They're full-time sports fans. But they also want to hire their education. Go back to school and get a respected degree from Lewis University. Located just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. It's ranked as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. And it's easy to see why. They partner with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offer evening online and blended scheduling formats so that you can balance your work life, your family life, and your education. Lewis's faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom and uh, immediately make that relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for their adult students. Maybe you're looking to complete that bachelor's degree that you started back in the day and never quite finished because life got in the way. Maybe you're looking for a master's. Maybe you're looking for a professional certificate program. Whatever it is that you're looking to do to hire your education, Lewis has the right program for you. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world around you. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash... You can do this. That's lewisu.edu slash. You can do this because you can. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, you can. You know what else you can do is get on down and holler at our guy, Ray Cheve. Yes! Down there in Fox Lake, representing, making some money, and saving you some as well, y'all. You're looking at the market for a new car, in the market for something smooth and cool. It's only one place you can do it at, y'all. Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. He don't play no kind of games, all right? He's only out here to give you the best price available for the car that you want to purchase. You know, sometimes people will, will look online, and when you get to the dealership, you'll sort of see the price that you see online, and you'll, they'll ask you, well, you know, are you military? Are you a farmer or something? You'll be like, no, of course not. I live in the city. I'm none of these things. Well, sorry, you know, we only got discounts for them. I got to jack up the price. You know who ain't doing that? Ray. Ray ain't doing that. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay. Let me say it again. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay. No add-ons to the price 
ever. All right. None of that. Ray don't play them kind of games. All right. He here to help you. So you can get one of them new Chevy tracks. Guess what? He got a hundred of them things just sitting there chilling. You can go get you one starting at 21. You is a beautiful thing. Ray Chevy. He got a bunch of them. So now through August 31st, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus no money down. Oh, my God. All you got to be is a human being, and you will get this awesome deal right here. All right? And the best part, you will pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. You heard him. Go in there. Say, I want the Ray Price Promise. He going to say, you ain't even have to say it. This is what you going to get. So visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads and let them roads lead you right through to Ray Chevy. When you say that that all you have to be is human to go in there yeah. and get a great deal from Ray Chevy, I mean, yep. are there other species trying to buy cars? Like, I mean, we, are, we know are, are, that- are there... Is there a family of ducks strolling into strolling into the dealership, being like, "Hi, we'd like to purchase a duck, uh, a, a truck, please." Quack quack. Whoa! All right. Well, I'm just telling you, we we just learned that we're not alone in this universe. You know, we just learned mm. that UFOs exist, so we're not okay. alone. So that's what I'm just telling you. You know, maybe, maybe not. You know, just telling you, if you're a human being, you walk on down to I got Ray Chevy or drive on down however you get there, and you will get this awesome deal. That's all I know. I see. Joey's first show back. We're going to go down a UFO rabbit hole. I see. I see what's going on. <laughs> well, this, this, is not a surprise. <laughs> this is not a surprise at all. I'm shocked it didn't happen earlier. <laughs> I wish they also sold UFOs. But then, oh, like, w- oh. would the aliens not want to sell UFOs to humans just like the humans wouldn't want to let the aliens have trucks? That's a great question right there, man. I don't know. I think the way Ray Chevy do it, he's going to talk an alien out of a spaceship. You know, he's going to be selling them joints right there. What do we need to do to get you into a truck today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Shout out to McBaker who just tossed in a super chat because he's happy to see Joey back here. Just hopped in finally to see this ghost. Joey, holy hell, he's finally back. Let's go. That's right. Joey in the flesh. Two-dimensional flesh. flesh at least. Um, all right. So. Earlier this week, ESPN, <laughs> there's a salute from Joey the Ghost. Yes. Uh, Joey Ghosty. Um, Ghosty. ESPN released their projected win-loss totals for every NBA team in the Eastern Conference. And there there have been variations of this in the offseason throughout from ESPN or other NBA uh, media platforms. And the Bulls have been kind of somewhere in that mid to lower mid-tier. So it's not probably a giant shock to rattle off quickly before we get to where the bulls end up the top tier being boston milwaukee cleveland and philly in that order projected to win 55 54 50 and 47 i think that top four makes sense to me dave anything that doesn't make sense to you there philly with the un- unsure future of harden i think makes sense being the bottom of that top tier of the top four teams in the east Mm-hmm. Maybe some people would say, well, why not Miami higher? Because they're the defending Eastern Conference champions. But you know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, Miami doesn't really care that much about the regular season. You know what I mean? They they really don't. They just want to get there to the postseason and then do their thing. You saw them in the play-in and, and how that kind of worked out for them. I'm not saying if they have an opportunity to be a, a top three seed, they're not going to go for it. But it's it's not big on their list. I would say the the one uh, out of the top four, Matt, is probably Philly, like you stated. Like, it's, it's just a huge question mark for them. I think I would honestly be looking at the Knicks to move up and, and, and challenge, you know, for a top four con- contender spot because they got better. That's really what they did. They really did get better and get more guys around them to help their chemistry. Uh, on mm-hmm. that team, man, which is huge. So this is a team that made it to the second round uh, last year who had some uh, home court advantage also. And uh, all, and so now they get better and they're supposed to be a little finished sixth. Like, I, I don't see it that way. I, I think they're going to surprise some people, man, with the way they play. Yeah, so injury. 
New York is paired there with Miami. Um, New York sixth, Miami fifth in those not home court, but avoiding the play-in spots, um, you know, where the Bulls were two years ago. You mentioned the chemistry with the Knicks. I'm, I, yes, the, they are, their core will be together for yet another season. I am curious about the chemistry with the head coach, though, because we are now okay. flirting with that that danger line of these <laughs> guys loving him and respecting him and playing yeah. hard for him every night yeah. and getting sick of him. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I I'm not saying I know for sure this is going to be that year where Tibbs' players are like, "Yo, dude, leave me the fuck alone," but we're getting further into that tenure of Tibbs being in New York with this group of players. I'm saying yeah. it's a possibility for that shit to hit the fan this season. Um, no, so those are the absolutely top... 100% right. Yes. You're yeah, 100% just, right it, on that, man. And yeah. I say that the, as someone who absolutely adores Tom Thibodeau. No, the only reason I counted that is because Jalen Brunson hasn't been there long enough to have those feelings yet. And he's the dude that's the guy who the stuff is kind of being built around right now. Right. So bringing in Josh Hart, who also hasn't been there long enough, and bringing yeah. in DiVincenzo as well. Those guys don't really know. But Julius Randle right. and R.J. Parrott, yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see. We'll see how that works. <laughs> Obi Toppin's probably thrilled that he got traded this offseason. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what I had to do to get minutes from that guy. I never figured it out. Freaking trade me. Um Here's where things get interesting in ESPN's okay. Eastern Conference win projections. The play-in group. They've got the Hawks 7th with 41 and 41. They've got Brooklyn 8th with 39 wins. They've got Indiana 9th with 38 wins. Orlando tied at 10th also with 38 wins. That's right. You heard me correctly. Orlando. <laughs> Nowhere did I just say Chicago Bulls play-in team. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Indiana, Orlando. <laughs> Thoughts, Big Dave? Uh, wow. <laughs> that was one thought. Um, I understand. Let me say this. I, I, Atlanta, yes, I can see that. I can see that for Atlanta. They're usually like that every year. You know what I'm saying? That that team that just kind of – we talk about teams who uh, – just contend for playoffs and that's it. Like Atlanta, <laughs> like that's kind of Atlanta dog. That's, that's how they roll, but they, they made improvements. They made changes. They got a new coach in there. Uh, and, and our guy, uh, as John calls him, meth dad, we got new told Quinn Snyder in there. So, so we'll see how he works out on that one, man. Um, Brooklyn, I don't think they'll be that high, honestly. Um, I think Mikael Bridges might be having an all-star season this year because, I mean, he has been he was impressive uh, when he finally got the ball and they allowed him to be the number one option. He was something else for Memphis in that second half, man. He really was. So having a full year under that belt of him, I don't see how they are number eight, though, honestly. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. They'll be solid. And like I said, Bridges will be nice, but I don't see that. The Pacers, I'm not going to argue that either. I think the Pacers are – a solid team who could make that leap. They really are. And I know Will is definitely high on the Pacers. He's talked about them many times to us on and off the show about his feelings about the, the Pacers. Orlando, I just think it's still too young. I just think they are just still too young and still figuring out who can do what well and where we need to be as far as chemistry is concerned. They're living off of sheer talent right now. That's what they're living off of. It's, it's pure talent and talent and pure awesome talent it is for sure. Because Paolo is a beast, you know what I mean? And and everything's kind of fitting well with them. We'll see what the health says, too. Because Markel Fultz, can he play, you know, a whole load? We haven't seen it yet, you know what I mean, in, in that happening. We'll see what it is with uh, Anthony, with Wagner, you know, with uh, with um, Wendell Carter Jr., you know, with all those kind of guys. And we'll see how that kind of works out. But I wouldn't have them that high yet. I still, I think they're obviously young and talented, but I wouldn't have them here yet. I'm, I'm pretty sure Markel Fultz is retired, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, then, okay, uh, let's cover the bottom five, according to ESPN, and then we'll add some further context here. They have the Bulls at 11th with 37 and 45. <laughs> Toronto behind them, then Charlotte, and then the, the bottom of the bottom, Pistons and Wizards with 26 mm -hmm. and 24 wins, respectively. They uh, they gave us a little blurb about the Bulls 
explaining these uh, win-loss projections uh, and said this. There you see it on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks, Joe. After a 40-42 season and a plain loss to the eventual conference champ Heat, Bulls are running it back by re-signing Vooch and Kobe White and Ayodesumu to the core of Tamar and Zach. But our panel isn't convinced in the strategy, leaving the Bulls on the outside of the playoffs for what would be the seventh time in the past 10 years. And the last half of that last sentence just made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Yikes. Look, I think we have spent a, a good portion of this offseason talking about whether or not we are convinced that the keeping this core together for another season plan is the right one. And ESPN, you know, in, in their defense, are just echoing those same sentiments, the same level of skepticism that some of us within Bulls fan base has. I Like, the, the part for me that's just a little bit disrespectful is, okay, they're only projecting the Bulls to finish with one fewer win than Orlando and just miss out on the play-in, finishing 11th. 37 wins to Orlando's 38. 38 wins would be, I believe, a four- or five-win improvement for Orlando from last season. Right. Whereas the Bulls' 37 wins would be a three-win drop-off from last season. So you put those together, and all of a sudden, that sounds and seems like a much bigger shift, and that's why I think a Bulls fans saw this and are scratching our heads like, really, what? Because you just pointed to Orlando's youth and that, these young cores, it takes a little longer than we usually expect for them to actually figure out how to start winning and start winning to a level of being a, a team competing for the playoffs. Sure. The Bulls, yes, you might not be convinced that the best long-term plan is to keep this core together for another year, but they had a positive net rating as a team last season. They lost a lot of games they probably should have won whether it be getting hosed by the refs or just failing to execute themselves down the stretch. And they're saying that this Bulls team that, yes, modestly improved, as our guy, uh, Joe, uh, Joey Camp Director, was uh, expressing his opinions of, with like not sexy, flashy moves by adding Tory Craig and Javon Carter, but you added talent mm -hmm. to a team that already has plenty of talent. Mm -hmm. But they are somehow projecting the Bulls to win fewer games this year. That's the part that I just can't really get on board with. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Renewable with Charles will say it's forever mid, but that's not even mid, bro. That's trash. What they have them right now. That's way less than mid. That's trash. Having them there. For me, you know, I love I love logic. All right. So logically it just I can't understand it. Last year I I I got it. It made sense where they had the Bulls and I don't think I vehemently disagreed when we did this last year. I, I don't remember vehemently disagreeing with them about where they had them. I was like, yeah, had them like making the play in. I was like, yeah, it sounds right. Like that makes sense. I get it. The previous year before that, I vehemently disagreed with them because they, it didn't make any sense. Like how do you get all this talent and, and you're going to be worse? That didn't make any sense at all. This is another one where I don't understand it, where you saw a team win 40 games. You saw it. They, they won 40 games. Terrible three-point shooting, did it on defense, and as my friend likes to say, spit glue and grease, you know what I'm saying, at the point guard position. And they still got out there, though, and they won 40 games. So what do you do? You go sure up a point guard position, you go make, get yourself some shooting, bring some veteran leadership, and that improves your team when you're looking at it. And you're like, no, you'll be three wins worse, even with those improvements. It doesn't matter that you improve. You're going to be worse. That's what we see right here. I don't know how that stuff works. I really don't. I understand it if you're saying if you're a top-seeded team and you're like, uh, you'll drop from two to three. Like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? That's not really a thing. But saying that you're not even good enough, even with these improvements, to make a play-in in the East is disrespectful. It really truly is. If you just have them at the 10, all right. Fine. You know what I mean? You had them at the 10. Okay. I don't mm -hmm. have them there, but all right. But dude, to say they're bottom five, because immediately the next team you say after that are pure trash, like are just bad teams. Mm -hmm. Immediately you're going Charlotte. Right. Immediately you're going Detroit. You know, immediately going Wizards. You know, Bulls ain't on that level. I don't care how you feel about them. They're right. not there. It, they're not a step away from that. It's like, in spite of the fact that they have this all-star duo of Zach and Damar and another very capable starter in Vooch 
and they've added other quality veteran role players around them this offseason of the they're probably not you know uh, a shoe in for top six but that middle of the pack play in group they always seem to get the least amount of respect of that yeah. group of teams yeah yeah which is confusing when you have talented names like zach levine and demar Derozan. not to say that these mm -hmm. other teams have nothing but scrubs on them but it's right. like dude th these are the chicago bulls right, right. like the third largest market team in the nba they've got star power names on their squad they yeah. added talent this offseason and are somehow getting disrespected more than they did last year. And look, like when you can go back and check the tape when we were talking last offseason after the Bulls' very underwhelming do nothing plan. No offense to you know Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic. Right. It was a do nothing plan summer. I said, based on the way that this season ended, and they slid all the way to six and damn near slid into the play-in, I predicted before last season started that the Bulls were going to fall into the play-in and they did. And they damn near almost fell all the way out of that. Yeah. This off season, I think is different because I think a lot of East teams made crazy moves last summer that made the East more competitive, made the middle of the East more competitive. Yeah. I don't necessarily see that same thing happening this summer with what these other Eastern conference, middle of the pack teams did to a degree where I'm convinced that all of them got substantially better and somehow the Bulls got substantially worse. <laughs> like, yeah, like you can't compete with, you know, the moves that have been made with these other teams. Like, you know, the DiVincenzo one just means you're out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like Max Struess just means, oh my God, you're unstoppable. That's not, no, none of that makes sense. Like, and again, like I'm, I point back to Brooklyn. When I look at that, when we're talking about improvement, what what improvements are we talking about that happened in Brooklyn that I that I can um, figure? They got rid of Kyrie Irving. There's your improvement. Okay, <laughs> okay. great. And and you see their record, <laughs> like great, you know, wonderful. But I'm like you. I, that's what I don't understand right there. Is you're like, but you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Ben Simmons returning to all NBA form, Dave. Ah, <laughs> uh, shout out my boy Bulldog. No bulldog. That's his Lowry. You know, he's been scrambling for that for a minute, baby. He's been clamoring for that. And I hope it works out. We'll see. But if Ben Simmons returns to form at the Nets, okay, great. If Ben Simmons can elevate you to a play-in, I mean, shout out to him. Because I haven't seen him do it his whole career. But shout out to him, you know, if, if that's the case. Before that happens, um, I'm going to see an alien walk into Ray Chevy and buy itself a truck. <laughs> Hey, man, don't sleep on Zeldar. Zeldar might step on in and say, what's up? All right? You might step on in. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I did that when you were drinking. That was my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. I caught it. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, man, like, that, that stuff doesn't fear me, you know, or, or scare me like that. Like, the other teams below the Bulls, man, again, just logically, all of that makes sense to me. Like, saying Toronto ain't going to be that team like that. Okay, that makes complete sense. You just lost Van Fleet. You know what I mean? They clearly are telling you. They lost their mm -hmm. head coach. They're telling right. you we're not going trying to be better. I, like, you. they might trade Siakam before the deadline right. and go full tank. Right. Like, they, they are showing you that. They have shown us that. The Hornets, they've shown you that. They're still a young team, still trying to figure it out. Jordan just sold the team. Like, they're still figuring stuff out. Detroit is still young and still figuring stuff out. Um, the Washington Wizards have told you they're in a complete rebuild. They scorched the earth and turned everything down. They get it, but the Bulls, it's like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. I if I understood it, then I'll be with. I'll be like, okay, I can look at your point of view and I understand it, whether I agree or disagree. I see where mm -hmm. you're coming from. This just said, yeah, they made moves. We don't really like them, <laughs> so nah, not gonna happen. There's no logic in that. That's all emotion. That's feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not doing that with you, man. So I can't, I can't agree with this. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know what I am a little excited to watch, though? At least the handful of times the Bulls play on this upcoming season is watching Jordan Poole go 10 of 30 from the field every night. Listen, man. Who's going to shoot? Dude is going to be the second coming of Antonio Dude. Blakeney for the Wizards Blakeney, this season. Matt. Blakeney right now is somewhere pissed. <laughs> He's somewhere like, that could have been where's, me. Where's Blakeney playing these days? Bangladesh? I don't yeah, know. Some, <laughs> putting up shots. I know that. Wherever putting he's up, at. Putting up shots in that Bangladesh up, stadium. Buckets. 
Oh um, man, tearing it down. Yeah, I like <laughs> look. I'm I was not shocked to see the Bulls at 11th, one win behind 10th. Like they're a middle of the pack team, and they're getting the least amount of respect of all the middle of the pack teams for whatever reason that ESPN yeah. loves to hate on the Bulls as they always. Maybe it's just still bitterness from the 90s when just Jordan and the Bulls won everything and got all the attention. Ooh, all I never the time. thought of that. I don't know. I never thought of that. That's a good. That might, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. It's possible. Um, all right, let's let's take our second break here. Share some more words from our friends and sponsors. We'll come back to wrap up the show uh, with something uh, non-bulls related, but a little bulls related, a little MJ related. It's Mama Day. It okay. is eight twenty-four. We'll talk about that coming up next after the break. Dave, who's next? Um, so Baby Joey just uh, texted me during the show, like he likes to do. Uh, he said uh, he's very happy to see uh, Uncle Joey back uh, in the fray, but he said you can't leave him like that again because even though he likes to travel a lot, he's still a freaking baby. <laughs> so, so can't leave babies alone like that. He's, he, I think he's a little <laughs> jealous. <laughs> needs adult super, supervision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he needs that adult me. supervision, man. That's all. That's my bad. <laughs> It's all right, because you know what that means? It just means, Joey, that baby Joey didn't understand. He didn't get it where you were at. He never understood. Never understood. Never understood, man. Why? He don't get it. Why? Are these glasses so expensive, y'all? Why so much money being paid to look so damn cool? I don't get it. Baby Joey don't get it. Uncle Joey don't get it. Matt Peck don't understand. And you know who else don't get it? Shady Rays. They did something about it, though. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair you would put on your beautiful face, y'all. And with all this heat that is going on outside, you're going to need them premium polarized shades at an affordable price because they got those durable frames. They got those extremely clear optics for your outdoor. And as this man right over here is proving, your indoor adventiones. Oh, but please understand. Did he just make a house? Is that what you just did? Yeah, dude, indoor. <laughs> You're amazing. You're amazing. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, man. But also, please don't forget, y'all, the Matt Peck lost in broken replacements plan. Let's say he takes that hat off and tosses that like he did it at Bragg's, and then the glasses will hit the wall and go break and splat. And he would laugh because Bragg's would be scared, but then he'd be sad. He'd be sad because those glasses have broken in half. But he realized he could take those glasses, put them in the envelope, send them right on back to Shady Rays. Guess what they're going to send him? Shoop! Brand new pair back on his face. Mind is blown. Happiness is happening. Or let's say you want to get you another pair because you saw somebody else wearing them. You said, man, that's a cool looking pair. I need to get that. You put them on and you say, yuck, I don't like them. It don't fit my face right. Well, guess what? Shady Rays have so many other options for you to choose from. You can just go down the list, find you a pair that fits you better, send the pair that you just had back to Shady Rays. And as long as you do it within 30 days, it will be for free. They will send you a brand new pair that you're choosing, no questions asked. That team has always got your back when you shop, y'all. So exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code C-H-G-O for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. This one's a Joey trying for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars for over 250,000 people because the Shady Rays, y'all, what the Rays are oh, oh so shady. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Elevate your summer. We still got some summer left. The last few days have been like too oppressively hot (laughs) summer-wise, but Big Dave just said it's going to cool off a little bit. So enjoy your weekend with some cooler temps and some of the fine products from our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Your home for Mm judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place for all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of their high-quality products. They've got easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Go to their website on your phone or your your uh, your little your little lappy top here, sunnyside.shop. Click all the items you want, put it in your cart, then swing by the store while you're on your errands, pick it up, get on your merry way. 
Get ready to start your weekend with mm. those five products from Sunnyside. Try the Good News brand gummies, my personal favorites. They are delicious, and they hit just yes. right. Still, through the rest of August, that offer is still valid on their website when you do your shopping for your online and in-store pickups. Sunnyside.shop, promo code CHGO25 at checkout. We'll get you 25% off your total order. One use per customer and not stackable with their other various promotions. But it's not only valid for first-time customers. Anyone can use that promo code CHGO25 for 25% off when they're checking out at sunnyside.shop. Pick pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 and over or in Illinois, med card holder. Oh, Sunnyside. Look at this man right here, y'all. You know what else is smooth and cool? Some of that awesome gear that you can put on and you can get from Pins and Aces, y'all. The official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. Because you know we love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments when you wear them on and off the course. Why? Because it's fly and it looks cool and your game might be a little bit better too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're a family-owned golf apparel business, y'all. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even the world-renowned Matt Peck beer sleeve that gets you sixer in the roadie. Oh, put them in that bag. Seven of them things right inside. Keeps your drinks frosty cold <laughs> the entire round. <laughs> Keeps your drinks frosty cold the entire round, y'all. Oh, my God. They pay us for this. This is awesome. That was me pulling out all seven beers from a beer sleeve one at a time. Oh, trust. I, I in saw case, it. That's in case you didn't catch that. Oh, I caught it. That's why I laughed. I knew what was going on. I've, I've seen that motion live, man. I know what was going on. I knew what was happening, sir. So. Check out VincentAces.com and use the code CHGO and receive 15% off your first order. And get yourself some free shipping, y'all. That's VincentAces.com because if you look good, you play good. And when you play good, it's all good. Woo! Mm. Mm I'm very curious to see who wins our our little uh, CHGO at Coghill tournament that's going on tomorrow. Yeah, crap is being talked, and I like it. Like, it's been a lot of shit being talked, man. And Steven, Matt. Steven, is, Steven's talking mad woo, shit. Woo! If he, Steven, if, he, if he doesn't win, I'm going to make fun of him for how much Look, shit man, he was talking. I'm proud of him. <laughs> uh, I feel mess. Just briefly going back to our, our previous topic, uh, and then we can move on. AK has a great super chat. I okay. honestly hadn't really thought about this side of it, Dave. AK saying, the Bulls as a storied franchise, Jen. Generate worldwide clicks. This bull mm-hmm. slander, like Lonzo being broken, Debo being overrated, P Will being a bust, is to generate clicks. Plus, mm-hmm. CHO now has topics to discuss. Well, the, the last part I've always appreciated, especially in August when we're doing five bull shows a week and we're like, all right, well, what are we talking about today? Oh, people on the national NBA media scope throwing more slander at the bulls. Great. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's, but it, it's true to an extent, Matt. It's true to it because he's right. That stuff leads to more clicks. But you know what also leads to more clicks? Positive news about the Chicago Bulls leads to more clicks as well. Like people will click the hell out of that. Put up a Derrick Rose story about something mm-hmm. awesome that he did right. and watch the flood happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, yeah, you're right. But, you know, it goes both ways, bro, because put up that, put up Jordan, put up Joe Kim Noah stuff. Like you'll see it just rise yeah. up. T- take it from two people here who have collectively been making Bulls content for two decades. Uh, when the Bulls are doing good things and people are happy about the Bulls and there are positive Bulls headlines, it gets more clicks than yeah. negative stuff. Without, I mean, without a doubt. <laughs> like, not even and close. And it's not close. It's not even close. Um, <laughs> all right. Last thing on today's agenda um, there's been a lot of Kobe going on in in the NBA uh, world, NBA uh, conversations over the last few days, because today is August 24th, a.k.a. 824 Mamba Day. Yesterday would have been Kobe Bryant's 45th birthday. Yeah. And the team and Vanessa Bryant, his Uh widow, recently uh, collectively made the announcement that the official bronze statue of Kobe Bryant will be unveiled outside the Lakers Crypto.com arena 
mm-hmm. February 8th, 2024, mm. another 824 day. Mm. Mm. I love it. I, as someone who hated yeah. Kobe when I was a kid watching him play and watching the Lakers win all, all those titles with Phil Jackson at the helm and him threatening MJ's greatness, I am so far beyond that now. Whereas, like, I still feel that way about LeBron, and I think you know that. Like, he can fuck off. Fuck right off, LeBron. I, I'm still bitter about the Heatles rivalry. At this point, and obviously, and it's not just because of the tragedy that all NBA fans had to deal with together in, in, yeah. in just his awful, died way too young story. Way too young. Even before that happened, I had moved on from my Kobe hate and just appreciated his greatness. Yeah. And it when you get stuff like this that, you know, you, you see all whether in like Pau Gasol and, and the way that he continues to to speak about Kobe, spoke about Kobe when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame just a couple weekends ago. Like Kobe is still everywhere in in the NBA vernacular and and will obviously live forever in NBA lore. And as I feel like a Bulls fan these days, at least personally speaking, I have a greater understanding and appreciation for seeing the parallels of him and MJ's greatness and not feeling threatened by the comparison between the two, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always liked Kobe, though. I've always been a Kobe fan. There's a Kobe thing up here right now like that I have, that I keep right there. Um, but I've always liked Kobe. Like, the dude can play. Like, the dude can ball. Like, I like killers. You know what I mean? I like dudes who are out there trying to, you know, rip your heart out of your chest and eat it in front of you. And that was Kobe Bryant. Like, he was trying to do that each and every time he played against you. It didn't matter who you were. And that's because that's what I grew up with, watching Mike. It was like that every game. He didn't care who you were, where in the season it was. Mike was trying to score 40 and, and you know, destroy you. It didn't matter. That's just how it went. The difference, when you talk about the parallels of him and Mike, the main difference uh, with for me with, with Kobe and Mike was Kobe was the first one to, after he retired that actually showed you how he became Kobe Bryant, how he got from Michael. Mike never showed you how, you know what I mean, how to be like Mike. You know, he's like, be like Mike. You drink that Gatorade. You put your hands on. You eat your ballpark Franks. And you drink a Coca-Cola. You get your Big Mac. You know what I mean? By your Jordans. Right. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? Kobe would go and tell you exactly what he did to become who he is and how he studied, how he prepared, how you, how many reps you have to do, how many things you have to take. That's why so many uh, people who use Kobe just as inspiration, you know, for the words that he would speak and the things he would say when he would have those seminars and go on podcasts and do those things. He was much more open about how he got to that level of greatness that he got to than Jordan ever was. And it could have just been Mike as being a product of, you know, that era, how he grew up with that. It could have just been, that's who Mike is, you know, but it's kind of like the difference between Kareem and magic, you know, like Kareem was never that dude that was, you know, wanting to to talk. You know what I mean? He just wasn't Mm -hmm. that guy. And magic was all about it. You know what I mean? He was all about that kind of life. Um, but yeah, Kobe always showed you, and then you would sit and you would listen, man, because he told mm-hmm. the way he would detail it, Matt, and you've heard it, like the way he would detail it, the way he would break it down, it was just like, wow, that's amazing, that's incredible. And then telling the stories, you know what I mean? That's the stuff we wanted to hear. You know, we've heard it over the years as it's gone by with Mike, but Kobe, as soon as he retired, he was like, where's the mic? You know, right. I'm about to school these people mm-hmm. about how it was. And then you saw him hand it down to the youth. Because you saw him handing it down, especially to the uh, women's basketball. You saw what he was trying mm-hmm. to build right there. And that's why I always right. get mad because I'm like, oh, because I know what he was trying to do. And you saw what he was trying to do, especially combining that with the WNBA. You know what he was trying to do with that kind of growth, man, and how special that would have been, man. And along with his daughter that he lost, too, who he was like had that killer in her, mm-hmm. too, man. She was grooming that also in, within herself. But – that's the main difference for me with Kobe, man. He he wanted to know, you know, and, and soak it up as a sponge. And Mike talked about that, how mm-hmm. he would call him three in the morning, like, dude, how did you do this, 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 this? He wanted to know. And then he got that knowledge, man. And then he just shared it with everybody. Like, this is how right. you're supposed to do it right here. And I think that speaks to how evident Kobe's not only greatness as far as skill, but insane frothing at the mouth competitiveness 
that MJ saw. He recognized it, identified it, and then said, okay, Kobe, all of the stuff that I have learned about what it takes to be great at this game at this level, I will pass on to you. The rest of y'all can fuck off. Don't care about you. Don't want to see you ever again. Leave me alone. But he gave Kobe that little brother treatment of respect. And I mean, and like Kobe talked about it a little bit in the episode um, of the last dance he appeared in. Um, you know, there's an episode where it's heavily featured the the 98 all-star game, the last one of MJ's Bulls tenure when Kobe was just a young up and comer with the Lakers. And Kobe talking about how he really didn't get a lot of playing time when he entered the league. The league was so much older than it is now. Kobe came in young and there was a collection of vets who still ran the league. Your MJs, your Charles's, your, your Ewing's who looked down on the younger generation, Kobe's generation, because they, they thought the younger generation of kids coming in, some of whom were skipping college, weren't learning how to play hoops the right way. And we're only concerned with the money and fame that came with being a basketball player professionally. And Kobe completely rose above that to a level where MJ said, oh, maybe you're not just some kid who cares about fame and fortune. You you want to learn so you can get better so that you can win and dominantly win. And that level of respect between those two when the rest of the generational divide in the league between the old vets and the young guys coming up was very, it was nothing but friction between those two generations going from the the late nineties into the two thousands, MJ and Kobe always superseded that. That's very true, man. Like, and I'm, I'm going to make this quick because I know we got to get out of here, but I I feel like everybody's is a good teacher. That's kind of what I think. I think everybody is a good teacher. It just depends on how it's set up for you to be that like Jordan, like I said, he wasn't the guy to, you know, teach you and show you and all those things, but that was because he didn't know anybody else on his level. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't know nobody else up here on his level mentally that was willing to like, I stick his hand in your heart, pull it out, eat it raw, step on it, throw it in the face of your family members. You know what I mean? And did dance on your corpse when he did it. Like, that's the kind of mental insanity. He's like, nobody's at that level. So none of y'all are ready to hear this stuff. But then he met Kobe and Kobe was like there mentally at that level. And since he saw something like that, he gave him all of that. He taught him everything. Like, dude, here you go. Like this, 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 this is what you need to do. 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 Kobe took it. And since he's such an awesome, you know, orator and a great speaker, he took it and was able to share it to people to where it was easily more understandable to where it could be handed down to people and it could affect their games properly. That's why you hear a lot of people talk about him like that, Matt. Players and even people who are uh, podcasters or you know, even people who just work in business and things like that. He showed them how to be great. Like he taught, He's teaching them how to be great at whatever they're doing and on those levels, man. And so that's that's the brilliance of of Kobe, bro. And that, those are the things I, I really miss, man. Because there were so many more stories and so many more things. Obviously, we we weren't uh, privy to that that we just won't be now. But we I'm just really appreciative, you know, of the time he was here, man. Because he really really gave some great jewels, and we saw some great basketball. You know, what I'm saying for one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the. Uh... The side by sides. I was I saw one on Instagram earlier today. Freeze frame moments of MJ and Kobe and the way that they play and the way that they use their bodies. It's freaky. It yeah. is freaky when you look at them side by side, man. Yeah. Um it it's like it could be it's it's like Pam in the office saying they're the same picture. Um <laughs> that's it. We are out of time. Happy Mamba Day, everybody. That's it for me and Dave this week. Will and Mark K will have an H HQ for you guys tomorrow to lead you into your weekend, and then we will be back on Monday. Young Joseph Spathis mm-hmm. back from camp, back in the fold. Happy to have him home with us. Uh, hit that no thumbs way. up button on your way out if you haven't already. Subscribe to CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time. For Big Dave and Joey, I'm Peck. Love you, Bulls Nation. See you, Red. Be good. Peace. <laughs>